Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse number 1. Listen, when you're, when, you're, when you're discouraged or disheartened, I'm not recommending Ecclesiastes to be the read of the day. Just, just go to something else. But, but Solomon begins to turn around here in the last two chapters. And I've seen something in this I've never even thought of before, and I pray it'll be a help to you. Uh, next time you read this, I guarantee you'll at least think about it. Ecclesiastes 11 and verse 1, if you're there, shout amen. amen. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Father, we love you and we thank you for the night and the time and the place, the people for the opportunity to be in the house of the Lord. God, you've doubled our number from last Wednesday night and we praise you for that and people are getting better and, and God we know that you're the healer and we're praying tonight Lord that you'd fill our mouth guard our tongue help us be accurate in the scripture I'm not trying to make it say anything that's not there and I pray it be an encouragement to you people when you show me a nugget Lord it stirs my heart and only you can show us this Lord and I praise you for it thank you for all you've done for the good singing thus far and I'm like brother said, we're looking for a city. Praise God forever. And one of these days, Lord, we're coming home. And we thank you for that. So use it, your word tonight, to encourage your people for your glory. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. So I've got this, uh, I've got this on my heart. I was looking at another message, and I think it's, I think it's Sunday morning's message. And uh, brother Randy was going to preach tonight, and I, I told him, I said, uh, it, uh, I've got something. If you want to wait one more night, he's been having a little back problem. I've got something here. And I didn't know how God was going to give this, Brother Junior, if it's going to be a lesson, uh, a message, revival message. I don't know. But uh, uh, we're going to find out here in just a minute. So ca cast thy bread upon water. Uh, one of the most requested sermons I do from Brother Wade Stover is cast thy burden upon the Lord. I've preached that a few times here and there in revival services. I preached it first here. Y'all get it first, then I go out and preach it other places. Usually by the third or fourth time, it gets a little better. It's just like practicing a song. You get, God adds to it. You get another thing. You, uh, why, why didn't I think of that while I was preaching? God said, because you didn't need it then, but you're going to need it next time. So he just keeps adding to it and and it builds, and, and my old Bible teacher, 20-something years ago, Raymond Riggs said, uh, uh, he said, boys, he said, now God's going to build some of them, and they're going to build, and it'll build till you die. He said, and then you're going to preach some of them one time, and you're done with it. <laughs> so I don't know how God's going to use this, but I pray it'll be a help to you. Cast thy burden is, is, is not the same as cast thy bread. The cast is different. Burden in that psalm when it says cast thy burden. And, and by the way, cast is 501 times in the Bible. That's a lot of casting. And, but but it's, there's a multitude of definitions 
for that one word. They, they interjected that word in, in the English translation, but in the Hebrew, it has a bunch of meanings, and in the Greek. So we have this, cast thy burden means to hurl. But here, cast means to do this. It means to send away. Now, I'm going to come back to that in just a moment. Park that in your mind. The cast means to send away. Are you with me? Okay. What does cast mean right here? Send away. Cast, send away. Now, when you take that, send away thy bread. How do you do that? And why would you do this? Up on the waters. What happens when you put bread, put bread on water? It sinks, it dissolves. It goes away. So with that in mind, we know right off the bat that this is figurative language and he's not talking about taking your bread out there and throwing it in the creek. Are you with me? Unless you're trying to catch crawdads or tadpoles or minnows or something. But, but not, not in this respect. Cast thy bread upon the waters for thou shalt find it after many days. We know that literally, if we done that, you'd never find the bread. Is everybody with me? So we read this, and the natural man would read this, and he'd go, that don't make no sense at all. Well, it's the book spiritually discerned. It's not supposed to make sense to a lost man. He reads it like a novel for information. Doesn't do him any good. We read this thing to sustain us and keeps us. And, and it, 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 it strengthens us day by day. Are we here? Everybody with me? Okay, just making sure. Now, I have an old Schofield Bible. I use a Schofield Bible. Some, I don't care what kind of Bible you like. Brother Burl brought me a Bible, bought me a Bible. Before he died, I went out to his house and he gave me a Bible. And it's a day, I think it's a day. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a war pension for it just because he signed it and gave me that Bible. And it's got some good stuff. It's got different notes, footnotes, different things. And uh, uh, a lot of my Church of God brothers use that particular Bible. And so this is what, this is the scriptures. Now I've not, I've not uh, uh, marked these tonight, so I'm going to be turning to them. And you're welcome to turn with me, if you'd like, to Deuteronomy chapter 15 is where I'm going to read this. Deuteronomy 15, and I'm going to read you verses uh, uh, 9 and 10. Here's what it said. Beware that there be not a thought in thy wicked heart, saying the seventh year, the year of release. In other words, they give back what they borrowed. They would, their debts cleared. The year of release is at hand, and thine eye be evil against thy poor brother, and thou givest him naught, and he cry unto the Lord against thee, and it be sin unto thee. Thou shalt surely give him, and thine heart shall not be grieved when thou givest unto him because that for this thing the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works and in all that thou puttest thine hand to do. Now what's he saying right there? The, the law was this, that you, the poor man that's in need, you'd give it to him. Are you still with me? So you would give the poor man 
what he needs. You wouldn't withhold it from him. And the Lord, the Lord would bless you for what you gave to him. Everybody's thinking. I can tell you thinking. I can hear your wheels turning. Now Proverbs 19 and 17 He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord. It's a lot like what Jesus said when he said, you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren. You've done it unto me. You see how the New Testament and the Old Testament's like a hand in a glove. They just go together. Some people say you don't need the Old Testament today. I wholly disagree with them. And that which he hath given, will he pay him again? Are you seeing it? The poor man, you help him, and God blesses you for it. Now, here, he that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord. And he that, that, and that which he hath given, will he pay him again? It's coming back. It's coming back. You're way ahead of me. Matthew 10, 42, you don't have to turn there. I can, I can pretty much quote that one to you. Any, any, no, no, wrong one, Brother Junior, but you're close. When, when anyone, if you give a cup of cold water in the name of, a, of a, a disciple, he said you'll in no wise lose your reward. Now, that's not offering much, but remember, that's a Jewish audience he's speaking to there in Matthew 10, 42. If you give a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, you'll not lose your reward. But now, Paul, our, our apostle, to the, to the Gentiles, he always clears stuff up or he gets us in the ballpark. When we're a little confused about something, we as the body of Christ go to the writings of Paul. Paul's going to show us, he's going to turn the light on for us. What's said in the law and how it relates to us as the body of Christ. Does that mean that the rest of the book is not pertinent to us? Oh, no. No. Should we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, Paul said. That means no. But here, in 2 Corinthians 9 and 8, he said, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Now he's talking about giving in this. And so he's saying, I'm giving you grace that's sufficient that you can abound in every work that you do. Are you still with me? Yeah. What, what was cast thy bread? What was the cast? Send out. Uh, one more scripture so you don't get too bored with the reading here. And, and you know what this says. And I quote this verse often and I always leave verse 10 out. Galatians 6 and 9 says, let us not be weary in... You know what it says. For in what? In due season we shall reap if we faint not. What's verse 10 say? That's what I thought. As we have therefore opportunity, 
Let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. He knew it. Do good as opportunity comes. As there's an opportunity to send out some bread to all men, but especially those of the household of faith. Now, so what? What about all that, Brother Mike? That's just a bunch of scripture talk about doing good to poor people and, and helping people. Now, I want to define what these words in this verse says to you. If I ever get to preach this as a revival message, here's going to be my three points. The reference to the bread and what that means. Because the reference is not to literal bread as we would read that and think that don't. Now, I want to give you a couple of things. So there's one, there's one, uh, this, this is just, there's one train of thought here with some ancients that thought, well, the bread was made in round patties and it would float. And if you threw it out, then eventually it would come back. I don't think that's what this is talking about. Another thought was this, and here's what most old commentators agree with. It's talking about sowing in an irrigated land and they would throw just heaps of seed upon it. And as the waters, as the waters uh, uh, descended or retracted or went back out, then the seed would fall. The horses or the oxen would come and stomp the seed, and then they'd get twice what they put, throw it on the water, it would come back to them later in the year. Well, now that is the thought. Some, and Brother Wade mentioned one that, that, that I read after today, and the thought is this, that, that Solomon was a maritime leader. He had ships and he would, he would trade with other nations and so they'd put the bread on it. The bread would go out on the water but it would come back as many different things. And that's the, that's the line of thought in a, in a lot, of, if you read any commentaries, that's the line of thought in a lot of the older ones as they thought and Wearsby leans that way that it was to and he's a new guy, that it was to this, that it was because of his work with ships and uh, export and import business. Well, if, if that's so, then my next point would be this, that's reference to the bread, but what's the reason for the bread if you're just gonna throw it in the water? What, what's the reason for doing that? To throw bread in the water and, and you don't get, how are you going to get it back? So there's a reason for the bread. The bread's the thing that sustains and keeps alive. But if we read this figuratively and not literally, we're thinking this bread means something other than bread. As those scriptures we read earlier, it could mean that bread could be a cup of cold water. That bread could be lending to the poor. It could be buying someone out. You put that thing out and later it's going to come back to you. The bread could be a lot of things. On my mind today, Brother Tony, here's what I thought about the bread. The bread could be grace. Because when we give grace, 
What did Paul say? He's our apostle. What did he say? And hey, you've got sufficient grace that you might abound. And when we give grace, we get grace. <laughs> so the reference to the bread, the reason for the bread, but the result of the bread. The result of the bread. After the scriptures we read, what's the re reward of that is if we have an opportunity to do good, we ought to do good to, to all men, especially those of the brethren. We ought to do it. Paul said it. We're not going to, we're going to reap if we faint not. Just keep on throwing it out there on the water, putting the bread out there, and let's, let's expect we're going to get something back if we put something out. And I thought, that's all real good. I, that's, that's, that's so good. That's, that's right. That's Bible. I've just read it. it. We'd take a vote in here tonight. Everybody agree. That, that's right, ain't Trav. That's the Bible. That's what I've read in Galatians that we're going to reap it if we sow it. And, and don't, get, don't get tired of doing it. Just keep on doing it because there's a season coming when it's going to come back. We may be down with COVID. We may be sick and watching it on the screen. We don't know how it's going to be, but we're just going to keep on. Brother Randall's so full tonight because he got filled up, pouring it out. We're just going to throw it out there. Let me define these words for you. Now, I may be, you may think I'm out in that field on this, and I'm not trying to make the Bible say one thing that it doesn't say. No, no. I know better than to add to or take away. How many believes he's on every page? How many believes that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us? We know who he is. He's the word. He's also the bread. Said to cast. Cast means to send away. The bread, literally in this context, means food. Upon means to touch. Literally, on or touching. So we've got it sent, we got the if we put it in order, we would send away the food and now it's touching. But what's it touching? It's touching the water. For means this, certainly. 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 Thou shalt find it. That, this right here is what set me on edge. Thou shalt find it. Thou shalt find it means in the Hebrew to come forth. To come forth. After many is a huge or to be increased. And days is a space of time. It's, it could be, that, that word's used often in the, 
in, in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew, and it could be a 24-hour period, it could be the hot part of the day, or it could be dust to dust, or it can be just a space of time. Now, you're all staring at me like a calf in the proverbial new gate. Solomon has been negative in most of his writings up to chapter 11 and 12. Not all, but majority speaking. He's saying, all, ever, all you work is vanity under the sun and vexation of the spirit. There's a time and a season for everything. Time and change happens to everybody. Eat and die, eat and be happy because you're going to die tomorrow. And he's all the way through this thing and it's like a man in the flesh writing and when he gets to chapter 11, he starts to turn it around. It is this uneducated hillbilly preacher's opinion that there's a message in verse number 1 of chapter 11 that was for the ages to come. Sinned, and that's what he done. God has sent his son into this world. He, they came into his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. He sent his son. Listen, it wasn't a command. It was a voluntary action. He was slain before the foundation of the world. He sent the very son of God. And you know why he come? He come that he might be our food. We have meat that we know not of. He said, except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part with me. You know what that is? That's what we do at communion service. That's what it represents. We eat that bread, that's that broken body of Christ, and we drink that sweet cup which represents his blood, which has washed away our sin. So he was sent. We see him sent, and we see him as the food. Say, but I don't know about the touching. I'm going to tell you, he touched me. He not only touched me, but the, the word water there is water. And we have to go to Revelation 17 and find the whore that setteth up on the many waters. And the waters were people, multitudes, nations, and tongues. The water is a picture of the world. There's water to wash with in the word, which means this, it is the word. It washes us. There's water we drink. Water we drink is the spirit of God. Jesus said, come if you thirst and get you a drink. But if there's water that you pass through, ride on or sail over, it's the world. And you know what he done? He touched the world. He came and literally his foot stood upon this world. And it's certain. For, for the certain, it means certainly thou shalt find. That means to come forth. You know what they done? They put him in a tomb. And on the third day, he came forth for everybody. See, he'd already came forth and descended, but now he came forth on the third day and the stones rolled away so everybody can look in and see an empty hole. And there he is. Where's he at? 
He's standing in the garden. Certainly, he done that. And you know what? John told us before it ever happened, he must increase and I must decrease. After many means to be increased. And days is a space of time. And you know what it was? It was the waiting of the Father when the separation of the Father and the Son for 33 and a half years and His Son became flesh and dwelt among the men. And there the Father was waiting on the Son to get back home. And it was a space of time. Now, I can't find anybody that agrees with me on this. Not one soul could I find, and I read a lot. I can't find one soul that points to this verse and said they see Jesus in this. But when I seen the first word, sin away, my heart started doing flips. I thought that's him. Why is he telling us to do it? Because he done it. That's why he tells us, now you go and do likewise as I've done. You do unto them as I've done unto you. You go. You put your bread on the water. You put your grace. You put your forgiveness. You give mercy, praise God. Hey, listen. He gave us mercy. If we'd have got what we deserved, we'd all be dead tonight and in the devil's hell. But look here. He gave us mercy. He withheld what we deserved. And then he gave me grace, the gift of salvation by faith in him. And now he says, you cast what you got on the world and it'll increase certainly and it'll just be for a space of time now I'm going to do it I wasn't going to am I on overtime yet a little bit so I'm, I'm contemplating this today we had to take a little bud back. He's with, he's with uh, Brother Arnold and Sister Debbie, Joe Best's mom and dad. And they got a creek behind their house. He said, I'm going to go jump in the creek and kill the sharks. He's got a vivid imagination. Uh, but so there's a time, there's a space, there's a space here that, that I'm not going to see him for a while. Because next week I start meetings again, if God permit me. And it starts in Alabama, and it's, it's pretty much full for the rest of the year till November. And it's just how it is. And, and there, so there's a space of time. But I know uh, in, somewhere in that time, uh, I'm going to get to see him again. If God permit. And I'm excited already about the next time I'm going to see him. So we're going to keep, keep casting the bread. We cast the bread on the world. We cast the bread on the world. Are you with me? We cast the bread on the world. We keep casting the bread. Mike Blanton went through all that stuff back last year. And, and as he and I conversed about it, he said, Mike, he said, I didn't miss one payment on nothing. He said, man, I was laid up for a while. 
He said, people just sent us money. And I put it in the bank, and when the bill come, I'd write a check. You know what happened? Oh, Mike had been out there and put the bread on the water a lot of times in a lot of places. Everybody thinks, everybody thinks it's like meeting it. It's camp meeting it. Uh, First Free Will Baptist and Crossville, everywhere they go. Oh, no, my friends. First week of this next month coming up, they're going to be at Johnson's Chapel in DeKalb County, Tennessee. As soon as you get on 70 and cross the DeKalb County line, uh, you go just about a mile up the road and hang right, and you follow the road to the church, and there's very few there. They could use some help. But that's where they spend the majority of their time, in places that most people can't find. But he's put the bread on the water, on the world. And after a space of time, when he needed the bread, here it comes. Now I'm going to tell you something that none of you know. You don't even know this happened to Pat and I. And she, she's nervous right now. So I've got a crazy deductible on my insurance policy it's uh, 60 it's, is it 7,000 now but it was 6,500 am, am I right on that okay uh, so it's $6,500 so I pretty much had to pay for my gallbladder surgery two years ago it just had is you, you all dealing with the same garbage so when I was having all this back stuff when I was having all this back stuff and John David York had ordered another MRI here's what I thought man I'm going to have to write them another check down there. And I'm just down there, and I'm going to have to write them another check. But I'm glad I did, because he found that the second one, second, showed the problem, and he was able to secure that, fix that issue. But uh, I've been at Cal Ray's, and Mike was supposed to be there, and Mike wound up in the hospital. Or, or I think he was in the hospital that time, sick, something anyway. It, they had COVID. year before life, when I was there by myself, did they have COVID and couldn't come? Anyway, I wound up preaching the meeting by myself. Normally, Mike and I do it together at Brother Cal Ray's church. And Roger Duncan used to do it with us. And so I done it by myself, and, uh, and we, didn't, we had a good meeting, didn't have anybody saved. But you know, sometimes you feel like you hit a home run. Sometimes you just want to get on base. And, uh, and I come back, but I'd throw the bread on the water. I'd throw the bread on the water. And uh, I canceled on him. Now, this may not help you, but it's going to help me. So I canceled the meeting on him. I called him. I said, I sat in the doctor's office parking lot. I canceled everybody in the fall. Went right down the road canceling them all. And I called him. I said, Cal, I can't come. I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm trying to have a surgery. I don't know if it's a back or a hip. I'm trying to, we're trying to resolve what it, the issue. And I don't know. I said, but I know this. I'll not be at Rubyville this fall. And, uh, and he said, that's all right, preacher. And I said, well, you don't know how bad I hate to cancel on you. Uh, it's one of my favorite places besides home to be. It's just good. And uh, matter of fact, one of his preachers is going to be here Sunday night with us, uh, the other Josh Ward. 
I don't know why Josh Ward's got to be giants, but he's a giant too. And uh, uh, so he's going to be here, and his wife's going to be here in service with us Sunday night. And I, 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 I said, well, I said, uh, I'll, uh, I'll call you. He said, let me know what, how it turns out. And I said, okay, I did. So I called him. I said, uh, I said well, Cal, we've had another MRI, and we're scheduled for surgery. And and, and doctor's pretty sure, about 98% sure he can get this fire out of my leg for me where I can walk without feeling like I'm going to fall down. He said, oh, that's good, preacher. That's good. That's, he said, that's good. So it was about, I don't know, a week or two, sometime. I, I lost time. He called me, and he said, hey, preacher, said, uh, said, uh, Check your mailbox every day. He said, are you going to be home? I said, yeah, I'll be home. He said, well, be sure and check the mailbox every day. He said, we've sent you a little something. Now, at this point, if I'm wrong, Pat will straighten me out. I'd spend about $1,500 of MRIs. I was getting them. If you, if you pay cash down there, they'll do them cheaper. Ain't that a sight? So I'm in about $1,500. I got $5,000 to go. And Cal said, now be sure and check the mailbox. I said, I will. I, get a, I, get a, I, I, got, I go to the mailbox, and there is a, there's a card, and right up in the corner, Rubyville Community Church. And I take it in there, sit down at the table, and I open that card up, and it's $5,000. You know what my deductible was that I owed? $5,000. All you got to do, because he come, he's the bread. <laughs> he's the bread. He left his home. He come to where we are. Certainly arose. For a space of time was separated from the Father. But can I tell you tonight, he's seated at his right hand and he's in very good shape. And he promises us in a verse that an old backslid preacher wrote that if we just keep casting our bread, whatever it is, whatever it is, out there on the world, he said, certainly it'll come back to you. I don't think he's ever failed anybody. Anytime. For anything. If I ain't encouraged us to do anything tonight. I hope it's this. Put your bread. Whatever that is. Out on the water. It'll come back. Come get us a song brother. If you can sing one. Did you notice in that verse, he told you it's going to be a little while. It doesn't happen fast. It takes some time. And it's personal bread. Do you know that? Thy bread. I can't cast juniors for him. But he can cast his own. Let's stand. Brother Randall leads us in a verse of song. You need to pray about something or for someone, you're welcome to come. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.